very quickly. Hello, Dan. Hello. hello. And then last night, we went, we all, three of us went for dinner and pictures got for the table. Someone got a, a pitcher of beer and a bottle of wine at the same time, which nice. That yeah. just sounds gross, to be honest. Haven't the the wine was terrible as well, and it was twenty seven euro for the bottle. It always is. Yeah. This is terrible wine, Steve. That's the beer. <laughs> well, we terrible went, uh, beer. You know that Brazilian barbecue place you went for your birthday that year, Stephen? The one that it was down the road from where I live. We only oh, paid so what we only paid what thirty thirty quid so for the good. bottle. So but good. what I mean is the white wine was dog shit. It was oh, terrible. Yeah. It was like absolute piss in a bottle. Red wine, not too bad. Hmm. I'm not really a red wine guy in general, but that red wine wasn't too bad. That white wine was piss. It was really bad. To the point where I think I drank most of it because no one else could stomach the fucking thing. Yeah, no, me and you split it because I, I was like drunkenly telling you like, it's a secret, Adam. If you take shit white wine, you get it all to yourself because no one wants it. And I mean, in fairness, it did pan out. Yeah. I, I think that's a real like college legacy technique is that the, the, the lower the quality of alcohol you can stomach the more of it you have to yourself <laughs> you know else a college legacy what? episode 49 of morning brew coming in hot Ooh, shout out to all the college students <laughs> especially no people, though no people of learning or indeed taste are listening to us <laughs> yeah the college shout out matham how's it going hi matham I, uh, he's, got a, he's got a master's I so you said of taste. <laughs> I can assure you, I talk to Mateo quite a lot. I don't think either one of us could be considered to have taste. <laughs> I actually I brought a gift to this podcast. How are you going to get it to me? Never before happened. Brought a gift to the podcast, mm-hmm. and I mean proper gift. What I've brought today is the first ever <clears throat> listener suggested question. Really, from a I did. A hundred percent from Matham. I got, <laughs> I got, I got a message earlier out of nowhere. <laughs> That's it. Hold on. Where, can I, where is it here? Does he think it's a Q and A uh, podcast? <laughs> he's just not been paying attention. He's just been listening. No, out of absolute just, nowhere. Yeah, it's just, I got, this is what we call a topic, Dan. Yeah, I got a message that said, "Here's a topic for a future morning brew." Out of nowhere, <laughs> completely, completely unprovoked and random. I was like, "Okay." So, this listener topic from our good friend Matham is given the price of GP visits that are now anywhere between 60 and 70 euro, how ill or how concerned about something do you have to be before you bite the bullet and go to your GP? I think we need to co-op Matham into the podcast. That's a good topic. That's a great topic. Yeah. Speaking personally. Our listeners are free to provide it to us. I need antibiotics at least. Yeah, you're a big doctor guy. If it's disrupting my sleep, I'll go. That's my main one. Like, if I, I th- if I think I might die or I can't sleep, which are two drastically different levels of seriousness, but those are those are the two ones that'll determine it. I don't know. I think it's if not- I was sick to the point where I think I might die, I think I'd just give up at that stage and be like, you know what? I'm not going to waste the 70 quid. Fuck it. I'm already but on I- the way out. So the problem with thinking you might die as well is it depends on how scared you are. So I'm a big scaredy cat. So like when I had, I, I, so for listeners who haven't been following my medical history, about a year ago, I had to have surgery to remove a, a growth on my thyroid that could have been cancer. But oh. that started because um, I just had a growth and I was like, oh, that, that seems odd. And I was, perfectly uh, planning to, I was perfectly planning to ignore it just on my neck. And my mom was like, oh, Dan, that could be really serious. That could be cancer. And, you know, just a casual, like probably she's, she said afterwards, it's probably not, but you should get it checked. But 
I didn't take the sensible lesson. I didn't take the sensible lesson of, oh yeah, you're right. I should get a check. I took the sensible lesson of, oh yeah, you're right. I'm probably dying. I should definitely go to the doctor, start getting my 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 affairs in order. You know. But you can't open with that could be cancer and then expect an appropriate response. Look, you know? the the woman the woman knows how to motivate me. I wouldn't have gone to the doctor if she'd done it the other way around. Jeez, then that cut of your tongue looks really bad. Have you considered you might have AIDS? Uh, I need to leave this podcast. I'm I'm going to the doctor right now. <laughs> the first aid course I was on um, a few weeks back, um, where in fact it's funny you should say you're like a doctor guy, Stephen, to me, Adam. Yeah. Because I now know how to use a stethoscope to take there you go. blood pressure. See, so I'm not like, I'm not a doctor. How how do you I'm do that? Like a doctor guy. <laughs> it's like being a wife guy. Yeah. Being a doctor guy. I'm a wife how guy. Do, how do you do that? Remember, you know the way the doctor does it in the doctor's surgery? When you're not really paying attention? Yeah. Yeah, like that. No, they, they take blood my... Pressure they, they listen to They listen to my... Oh, but that's not a stethoscope. What, how does the stethoscope come into it? Oh, they use a, you use a stethoscope to listen to the sound to cut off the... Hang on. Let me, let me explain this. Because I wasn't very good at it, actually. I had to go and do a remedial <laughs> stethoscope. Um. For I'm like a B tier doctor guy. I'm not, not S tier doctor guy. Well, I have a, I have a certificate doctor here with a says, says a level. What am I? Remote I'm emergency practicing. care four. So practicing uh, also with a K. Yeah. Rescue rescue emergency care level four. Uh, rescue emergency care scheme guidelines. Right, that's that's the one I have. See, there's my cert. But um, uh, how how does it work exactly? Well, you use the blood pressure cuff and you stick the uh, you you stick the drum head of the stethoscope on the person's uh, arm artery, um, brachial. No, that's at the neck. Um, I think it's the brachial pulse. I don't know. Um, and then just here, and then you close off their blood vessel, and you pump it up till you can't hear the sound of the pulse going anymore. And that's the point at which that's the pressure. The pressure on the blood pressure cuff is the uh, the the level of pressure when when you don't hear the sound anymore. That's the pressure it takes to close off the blood vessel, and then you open it again, and then you hear the pulse coming back. And that's the that's the lower end. So whatever one twenty over forty is, whatever you got a high reading and a low reading. Can't remember which is which. There's some fancy names for them. Um, and- Systolic and diastolic. Yeah, that's the ones. Yeah, systolic is probably the high one, and diastolic is the the second one, and you get the diastolic on the way down. Did you look that up? Did you? No, I, I just as a, as a man with an irregular heartbeat and therefore yeah. a lot of heart anxiety, I know all about blood pressure. Well, if you really want me to wreck your uh, anxiety, let me take your blood pressure sometime. It'll be great. Oh. <laughs> so the first guy I, I was partnered with a guy it was one of the first exercises we did on day one, and the guy I was partnered with. Uh, told me that my blood pressure was 165 over 120. And he's like, like, you should get... not like serious? And he's like... But he, re- he also refused to accept that his reading might be wrong because I gave him... <laughs> I checked his and I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not hearing it. And then I got a reading and I said, your blood pressure appears to be 180 over 130. <laughs> and... Um, he was just like, no, that can't be right. But you really need to get yours checked out. <laughs> By all accounts, sir, you're a balloon. <laughs> well, th- this guy ca- this guy came with his own stethoscope to a first aid course. So 
I don't know what that tells you. He's a pro. I've done this 18 yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, no offense, Steve, but that guy's iconic. You should just listen to him. <laughs> anyway, at least three or four other people took my pulse and it was fine. Um, and then I didn't figure out. I, I had to take home. Uh, we were staying away, myself and my good friend, Stephen Brannan. Can we get a round of applause for Stephen Brannan? Freaking show. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought somebody was going to shout out TLA. No, <laughs> we're beyond that, Steve. We've we've grown as a podcast. I haven't. Uh, and Steve and and I, and I took home. Um, the last hole. Took home, took home a, stet- a stethoscope and a blood pressure cuff so I could try it out uh, overnight. And instead of doing that, I went to the pub. But I did figure it out the second day. What? Nice. <laughs> Nuria's dad has like a, a blood pressure thing uh, and I tried it a few years ago and got like a really high reading and was fucking freaking out and I went to the doctor and she checked and it was normal and she was like I, I, I guess it was just a bad machine like, yeah but her, her dad is using that like that's just a medical device you might have put uh, it on wrong I think that's probably what happened because he was getting like you know not good readings because he has it but not terrible readings either you see you have to, you have to line it up with the I think there's probably something you have to line up with, with a with an artery. Yeah, that, that sounds plausible. So, yeah, it it is amazing though. Like, <laughs> so it's, if you have any sort of like health anxiety and you start worrying about that thing, you become fucking incredibly aware of it. And I was aware of what that was like with you know heart rate because when you have an irregular heartbeat, that's kind of something you're quite aware of, and it feels like it's really weird to be that aware of your pulse. And it feels like your pulse is going through. But with blood pressure, it's fucking strange. Because especially because my blood pressure was fine. All right, you know, so it was it was an entire illusion where my body yeah. just felt like it was going to pop the entire time. Eek. And it, it's, re- it's a very strange feeling that your brain gives you. It's like, you know how you know, this might be caused by stress? Let's really test that hypothesis. <laughs> what about you, Adam? What's the, what's the illest you'll feel before you go to the dock? Uh, so the last the last two times I was in the doctor, it wasn't by choice. So I guess that I'm not a I'm not a doctor guy. I don't go like coats and a butterfly net. What happened? Is is Aoife solely responsible you, for your survival? Were you committed to psychiatric institutions without telling us? No, I had a I had a let's say accident, and the ambulance had to be called, and I got uh-huh. carted out, and that's that's what the last one was. Um, no, I almost never go. Like I'll go and get like a checkup and stuff done. Like I went and got a DECA scan done and stuff the other year. I uh, got a full body physical and stuff. Got some bloods taken, but that was just for a checkup. I, I just uh-huh. I just felt like I could do it. I was in a position where it was offered and everyone was saying no, and I was thinking like, wait a minute, are you actually going to give me a thousand euro DECA scan for free? And they were like, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Um. Uh, for anyone wondering, a DECA scan is a waste of money. Don't do it. I'm looking it up. Is it not a DEXA scan? I think they. I think, I think they pronounce it DECA. Yeah, it pronounce you. It's 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 for your bone density, body fat percentage, stuff like that. Um, I mean, oh, look, I suppose it's, it's short for X-ray. So yeah, they are. No, they call it, They keep calling it DECA. So um, so do they abbreviate what... the X in X-ray? Maybe for the acronym. I've never heard that before. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's, you know, it's a cool thing to get done if it's presented to you, but it's definitely not worth it, um, unless you very specifically need it done. So I wouldn't suggest doing it. And um, how does your bones? I can't remember. I have the sheet around here somewhere. Why did they think you had osteoporosis? They didn't. Oh. I voluntarily went and got it done because I had an opportunity to. And oh, I okay. thought, hey, <laughs> if I can go get this very expensive scan done for free, I should. Fuck it. So you consider yourself somebody who doesn't go to the doctors, but you went and got a bone density scan done for free. 
just for the well, car. Well, that was that was different. I wanted to find out my um my bone, bone density. Also, I wanted to find out a body fat percentage from an actual machine, and uh, not just from calipers that I use in the in the spare room, because um, uh, they they're a little bit kind of all over the place. But I figured hey, you have a spare room. I I have multiple rooms in my home. Did you move? No. So you multiple spare, rooms. Did. You don't you don't have a spare room. <laughs> Yeah, the spare room is the room he's not currently using. So if exactly. people, are, if he's cooking, then every other room is the spare room. Exactly, Dan, you nailed it. Nail on the fu- right on the fucking head. Nailed yes. it. Perfect. I'm just got, I'm yeah, just no, got I'm your, a... I've just got your best interest in heart, and in case the government starts going around and commandeering people's <laughs> spare rooms in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> Good luck to them. To, just to avoid building houses on behalf of the building industry. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm not a doctor guy. I'll almost never go to a doctor, um, especially not for like not like a GP or anything, which is bizarre because I have insurance. Like, have I, you never I, had a throat infection? Yeah, I just don't I, go. I just, I just yeah, I've never gone to the doctor with a throat infection either because I just assume it'll get better eventually. I was oh. very sick a few weeks back. Um, I have. I, I know. I know people that listen to the podcast fucking love for some reason while I'm in misery. Uh, really? I, so good Does news that show is up in the metrics. I didn't show. It's there were the the most popular ones were the ones where I was talking about breaking glass constantly and testing where it was on the floor of my foot. Um, <laughs> didn't break. Didn't break any glass recently. However, I did <laughs> out of nowhere become very ill. Um, mm. Originally thought I had like a little bit of a hangover. You know when you feel kind of hazy. After a couple of small drinks, and you're like, Jesus, that's a, that's a bit unfair. Like, I didn't have enough to justify this. I had had, like, two drinks the night before, and I thought, like, oh, that's really weird that I have, a like, a hangover coming on. Uh, realized the day <laughs> after that, oh, this is not a hangover. <laughs> I, I'm getting uh, very ill, and I was very, very sick. I actually, I, I've been mostly out of training over the last several weeks as well, just because I, uh, hmm. I couldn't get in. I was in bits. Um, but... Finally rebounded from all of that, had to go to a funeral, thought I lost my bank card at the funeral, so cancelled it. Uh, turns out I somehow managed to get it inside of a pocket without opening it. Still haven't <laughs> figured out how the fuck I managed that one. So cancelled the card, immediately found it, and then had to wait for uh, my replacement card to get sent out in the post. So that was uh, that was cool. But no, yeah. I didn't go down either. Like, I, Admittedly, towards the end of it, I did think I might have to go to a doctor um, because I couldn't sleep. Um, when I was on my back, I couldn't breathe properly, so I couldn't sleep at night. And I was thinking, like, okay, maybe I should head down. But then, like a true fucking warrior, I didn't do that. Instead, I powered through like an idiot, and now I'm <laughs> I agree. I, I, I feel like the worst thing that can happen to you besides dying is not dying. And then you're sort of like, I validate it. If you just ignore something for long enough, it'll get better. And I need to clarify, I, I, I have insurance. It does not cost me anything to go see a doctor. But I just refuse for some it's reason. It's just a point of principle. It's just... I guess. I don't even, last... it's not even like, it's not even something that like I, I'm like proud of. I just don't do it. <laughs> I, couldn't get, I couldn't get appointments at my last two doctors. And now I'm my third doctor in the area, hoping that they'll actually get like give me an appointment when I need an appointment. Do the, the appointment. Last, the last one was just, I was just like to the last one. I haven't been able to get you guys on the phone for an hour. Um, it's just been ringing out for all this time. I've been on hold. I sent an email, no response. Uh, and I gave up and went to the out of hours GP service that's contracted by the public health service. And then I, next time I needed a doctor, I rang again, no hope. We emailed again, no answer. So this is the middle of the pandemic. So it turned out the only way to get an appointment was to call into the GP surgery. When, where, whereupon they would offer you a video appointment in two Fucking and a half weeks' hate. time. Video appointments are bullshit. 
Because it always ends with them saying, oh, well, I need to be there to know. What? Like, video, video appointments are nonsense. They don't work. Like, mm. every, every time I've had a video appointment, I've either been told, oh, yeah, yeah you should come in and do a proper appointment so I can properly <laughs> examine that, or been sent to A&E. So it's mm. either apparent enough through the video that I need to be seen, or mm. it's not apparent enough through the video that I need to be seen, but that doesn't preclude me from being seen or needing to be seen. So regardless, it's like, yeah, you should come in. Yeah. Uh, you can take pictures of the, like, the back of your throat and stuff, and they'll, they'll say they, they can diagnose you from that. Uh, done. I have tried that and they've been like, yeah, those don't really tell us anything. Come on in. Um, for, but if, you if, if you're improve, if you're really struggling to get appointments... You need to, need to work on your angles, man. Maybe that's just, that's just a bad photographer. That's the problem. But, like, um, it, but the key turns, is, if you, want, if you want an appointment and you can't get one, you need to go to the, the doctors who primarily, uh, who primarily service uh, foreign, foreign people because they'll get you one straight away. When I was trying to get around with my, with my neck thing, couldn't get any of the Irish GPs, but mm. got appointments for the Polish, the Lithuanian, and the Spanish GP <laughs> in in like fifteen minutes for no like problem. later that day. Yeah, mm. so those those are the ones that you need to you need to call if you're really like trying to get something urgently. Well, I just got the uh, I just went straight in and got just went to DDoc the last two times, and that's in fact what they told me. It's just like if you need an urgent appointment, just go to DDoc. And then I was like, what's the fucking point of me being in this surgery in that case? So I've moved now to my third surgery and I haven't been to them yet. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I uh, I think you just need to be less of a doctor guy. You're too much of a doctor guy. I haven't... You need to be more of a doctor guy, Adam. I haven't been able to get an appointment with my own doctor for two and a half to three years. But you've been trying, <laughs> you know? Like your, your doctor's left you unread. And you're, yeah, your doctor left you unread and you keep going back. Uh, I, I like... I like the idea, Steve, that you should like you should book in now to your doctor for the illness you're going to have in two in, weeks in, time. in two years. <laughs> hey, I'm planning to get mono in October. Can I can I book in in advance? Yeah. No, it was really bad because I got um I, I ended up getting a uh, throat infection that was kept me out of work for about two and a half weeks, middle of last summer. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's something a doctor I would go get sorted. <laughs> Whereas Adam would just slowly die. Oh, I would just slowly infect everyone in my vicinity until we're all suffering together. The more time that goes on, the more I'm convinced that your survival now is entirely dependent on Aoife. The only time I refused to wear a mask during the pandemic is when I was sick. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. I'm giving out more than I'm taking in. (laughs) Take my germs, sheeple. You can't have COVID and my sickness. That's just science. <laughs> One at a time. Dan, question. What is on the Arsenal jersey sleeve? Is it not Rwanda? Is that is it Visit Rwanda, isn't it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I found this out earlier today. It's Visit Rwanda. Why? What because happened Because literally there? the country of Rwanda sponsored them. It was controversial at the time. And then people just sort of like, forgot about it or accepted oh yeah arsenal just have rwanda under sleeves hmm. yeah that's nuts what the fuck ha- were they were they broke what happened it's just that they need the fucking mo- like i really can't emphasize how quickly and how enthusiastically premier league clubs will sell out to anyone 
Hmm. Like Man United have completely given up all of their dignity with the various like they're, they're, they have a noodles official noodle sponsor, an official tractor sponsor, an official wine spot. Like the, every product under the sun, they will partner with someone for, and that's somehow the the the, the moral high ground option compared to just having an oil state give you the money instead. So Arsenal probably sold it as, yeah, we're taking Rwanda's money, but at least we're not taking Saudi Arabia's money. So are we the Premier League of podcasts? Has Rwanda sponsored us? Visit Rwanda, guys. <laughs> hey, you're not allowed to say that until they shift the contract over. <laughs> okay, fine. Until then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shill for the enemy. Visit surely Burundi. Those, surely those contracts though, must be very expensive, right? I I think like it. The problem is that money now in football is like so fucking mad that well, it's really I mean, difficult to conceptualize. Like, and it, I guess it's a problem as well. You know, between different industries, it's very difficult to say, "Oh yeah, that's a lot of money for us, but it's fucking peanuts for you." You know, like I'm sure you could get a sponsorship in some industry where they'd give you twenty million, and they'd be like, "Okay, that's the single largest sponsorship." You know, like fucking I don't know a bakery. You get a bakery to sponsor you for twenty million, and like the bank, the, the baker's nearly going bankrupt from that, and it's not even enough for you as a Premier League football club to buy a good player. Yeah. Yes, it will be very expensive. <laughs> Do you know how many grocers have gone out of business so we could buy you? You better you. score some goals. Very expensive for Marcus you. Rashford just shutting down industries. <laughs> Perhaps he's wondering why you'd sign a man before having a scout at him. <laughs> he's literally the only fucking footballer I can name at the minute. <laughs> Marcus Rashford. <laughs> At least he's why a part. Why don't we add, Dan, inter, interlude. Why don't we have a mini game show right now, where me and Adam have a competition about how many footballers in the Premier League we can name until we run out of ideas. Oh, I'm fucked. So, all right, go go go, go on because I, I suspect. Okay, I, I get... get the first point. Then I get Marcus Rashford. That's for me. Yeah. One point for okay. me. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. He's not in the Premier League anymore. Fuck. Okay, that was an easy <laughs> round. Adam wins, baby. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> I got, I give you the crown and sing it a champion song. My my next one, and I also don't know if this is Premier League either, was Mason Greenwood. Um, he's more in jail now. Yeah, I yeah, he's... I know. That's why I know him. <laughs> That's why I know who he is. I guess I guess he's technically still signed to Man United, but oh, it's Man United. Okay, okay. But uh, no, let's not let's not count him. Yeah, that's the only that's the only other one. So you know probably the most morally up- upstanding Premier League footballer and the least morally upstanding Premier League footballer who are both strikers for Man United. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. See, if you have yet to name a Premier League footballer. What's David Beckham doing these days? Is he <laughs> I was about to ask about Ryan Giggs. Um... <laughs> also probably going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually drawing a complete blank. It just occurs to me the only footballers I can remember who were footballers about two years ago, three years ago. It's it's somewhat amazing. It's it's somewhat amazing that somehow Roy Keane is the least problematic Man United midfielder of the 90s. No one would have seen that coming. Yeah, Ryan Giggs, David Beckham, Paul Scholes, all nice lads. Roy Roy Keane's the good one. He just likes dogs. (laughs) Roy Roy Keane's just sitting at home. I told you all. I fucking told every one of you. I was not the problem. And I was right about Saipan. <laughs> he, wa- he was right about Saipan. As a, as a corkman, that's my, my instinct. I have to say that straight away. The moment when I mention Saipan, I jump in and be like, Roy was right, fuck Mick McCarthy. Um, but uh, 
in terms of, I was going to say, most upstanding Premier League footballers and least upstanding, it's amazing the amount of them who in the last, I think, year or two have come out as like incredibly dodgy. Like cat that, kicker guy. The, the cat kicker guy is what I was going to mention. Um, what's the... Right, uh, fuck, I forgot What's his actual name? name? I've forgotten. Kurt Zuma. Kurt, Kurt Zuma. the cat kicker Zuma. Yeah, which is like such a specific dodgy thing to have done. <laughs> like if you, you had to guess, I'd be like, you know, yeah, probably domestic battery, uh, something about tax evasion, probably one or two people who are involved in some sort of criminal gang. But fucking kicking your cat across the room. Isn't, it, isn't it wild? I, mean, I had this conversation with Stephen completely off, off, off podcast um, a while back. It's fucking amazing how many times people will incriminate themselves on social media, but just completely unprovoked. Like, they'll have absolutely no issues going on at all, and they'll somehow put themselves in hot water <laughs> for, like, no reason, and then all of a sudden everyone knows they're an asshole. Like, they'll mm. come out and they'll say something about a race, or they'll come out and say something about, you know, uh, you know, like minorities or whatever, like, and uh, for no reason, like, just completely unprovoked, mm. thinking they're making like some kind of like really, like, really hard hitting points. Like, this is a good take of mine, and mm. you just kind of think, like, how, how are you so dumb? Like, especially, I understand, especially because you have to push the enter button or the post button. But like, it's I not just like they started talking and accidentally got ahead of themselves; they posted it. Like, I understand the sharing things online, and I understand that certain personalities gather a very large following online, and that gets addictive. In saying that, I don't understand how you can't very clearly see the huge red flags on certain posts when you're about to out yourself as some kind of weird freak <laughs> when all you have to do is just not post that one thing be the weird freak in private that's fine no one can get mad at you for that <laughs> I, I don't know why people have to incriminate themselves like covid is a good example of a lot of people either you know jumping out in front of a train they didn't have to or going really really like there's a lot of people like um the former footballer matt Letizia was like you know kind of initially just a fairly mild oh we shouldn't do lockdown oh maybe vaccines aren't you know stupid but you know functionally not that bad and then now he's posting about how like the ukrainian invasion is a false flag that the the western media wants and it's amazing the amount of celebrities who like acted out in real time as a public service announcement how you can just go from like you know relatively minor skepticism slash conspiracies to just full-blown batshittery in the course of like a year yeah it's good of them to do that oh yeah yeah like people have gotten really unhinged in the past year like to the fact like to the fact that they've really leaned into it and i think it's really funny because they've gotten like indoctrinated into this stuff and in doing so have like ruined their own career but they're not even benefiting in the short term the way the people leading these stupid movements are (laughs) because like they're leading the grift you know what I mean? Like, so they've they've fully committed to like, hey, I'm gonna be the asshole shithead here, that provocateur, and that's fine because I have short term gains to make. The rest of them have damaged <laughs> their reputation and damaged their earning potential for no fucking reason. So when all of this completely like blows up and it's all gone, and the people that like made their like fucking short term money and like sold a bunch of fucking like badges or whatever, 
that they were trying to sell and like rip people off money that are supposed to be for like you know donations for rallies and all this kind of horse shit that they're trying to do now when they make off like a bandit with all your fucking money and you've left yourself in positions where you're now unemployable or you're now like blacklisted or financially suffering you don't even get anything out of it that's the insane part well, what I find it very, very funny is, um, like, not even the people who ruined their careers, but the people who added, like, an element, just, they'll never be taken quite as seriously. Like, Nicki Minaj posting that fucking thing about her cousin's balls because of the COVID vaccine, which yeah. is, ne- it's always now going to be, like, the first thing I think of when I think of Nicki Minaj. Is- Stay in your lane, bitch. Although, doesn't she have, like, weird sex pest family members? I, I'm, I'm a little bit on the oh, mindset. Oh, yeah, potentially, yeah. I'm a little bit on the mindset that she came out with this kind of ridiculous stuff. So if you Google Nicki Minaj, it comes up, you know, her cousin in Trinidad's gigantic balls that exploded or whatever, and not sex pest family members or husband or whatever it was. Yeah, but now it also makes me think, she's a bit weird. I, I don't, and, I, and now, now I believe any sort of accusation that comes out of the Minaj clan. I mean, that's probably, that's probably fine for her brands, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, she is like I think inherently one of the um, but that's like one of those people who gets by on a weird like vibe. Like there's certain celeb. I feel like I don't. I feel like Vin Diesel, for example, if he came out as majorly anti-vax conspiracy theorist, it wouldn't make a difference. You just sort of vaguely suspect that that was going on anyway. Wasn't John Stewart like major anti-vax weird conspiracy theory shit? Was he? (laughs) I think so. Is that why they shuffled him off to replace him with John Oliver as the new equivalent? Uh, no, he had already stepped down by that point. I think he was just old. Old and tired. Uh, he already retired off that movie he did in the 90s where he was the substitute teacher or whatever. The first article when I googled John Stewart is how seriously should we take John Stewart? I, I, think, I think probably pretty seriously. I think, I think the problem with like, you know, uh, it's very clear when someone's doing a bit, like a comedian's doing a bit, um, and it's also very clear when someone is just, you know, turning their actual thoughts into some kind of punchline. And I think mm. John Stewart is very, very serious about the stuff he says. I think he tries to make it funny, but I mean, that's just by nature of, of what his career was. I, but I, I, like, I, I firmly believe all that kind of stuff. The same with the Joe Rogan stuff, you know? Where, sure, it, he tried to kick it off somewhat innocently, innocently until the light really got shown on him. But, like, now he's not even covering it. Now he just has complete fucking whack jobs on his fucking show. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's stuff like that where it's like there was always truth in it. It's just now there's more truth in it than before because why, why have it hidden, you know? I guess it's almost like um, you know, like the, the Jordan Peterson stuff where he initially started, you know, kind of be, just being a vague, boring, edgy, anti-PC kind of railer. And now he's just saying the whole batshit insane stuff. Like, and not even batshit insane, but it's like patently wrong that he's allowed to say. Like, yeah. it's some claim about like, yeah, the Bible is, of course, the first book ever published. Which <laughs> I saw some historian going through it being like, that's wrong in almost every way you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Every definition of book, every definition of publication, every definition of the Bible, it's wrong in all of them. But I do think, right, because obviously, like, you know, some people have, like, big PR teams and stuff like that. You know, and you look at some people over here that have big PR teams, and you kind of wonder, like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck did Leo Varadkar's Twitter account post this when he has, like, fucking 14,000 employees that literally do his PR for him? Um, So you look at certain things like that. But you look at others, right? And no matter, like, what kind of a whack job you are, you have to know when you're about to say something really, really dumb. Like, you just have to be aware of it. Like, these aren't children. These are, like, grown adults. 
Yeah. Like you have to know that if you're doing it, if you're at home and you're kicking your pet around, mm. maybe don't film it. <laughs> what you know? happened? with I but I'm not sure. It was I don't think he posted that himself, did he? He uh, apparently not. Apparently, what happened was. He was doing it in the house. Someone filmed it. I think I read that his brother filmed it or something like that. I don't know. But the way I think it happened is it went into a WhatsApp group and the WhatsApp group posted it. Um, mm. Or someone... It got shared anyway. But again, you don't... Like, why are you recording it? Like, that's the weird, weird part. Like, why record it? Like, you have to know this is a stupid idea. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just, It's just... It's insane to me. But, like, it's just, you know... It's it's you just think for for a minute you just think like there's no way, even if you had like instantly posted stuff, like because I've posted stuff before that was very clearly a joke and some people didn't like it like the Alec the Alec Baldwin joke, um although I should have left that now because it was it it it's funnier than ever but um like <laughs> people got really upset and it's like all right fair and look I'll take it down um but I mean that's like very different from someone coming out and being like well you know what the problem with black people is and it's like did you when you wrote that did you not for like even half a second like even like just like for a, as long as it takes to hover your finger over the corner of the phone where the button is just didn't think nothing <laughs> nuts insane and people are uh, insane definitely feel that over the last definitely two years but at least the two, last two years of a contextual explanation but the last five years particularly i've i almost like lost my ability to gauge how insane or how stupid something is because mm. i feel like every time i think okay this is probably the limit of the kind of popular tweet idiocy that you can get this is the limit of what a public figure can say and get away with and then it's like it's immediately busted by like donald trump saying something like you know white women's booties are as fine as all other booties and they're getting like <laughs> 200k likes and everyone be like thank you Mr. President for making this fight <laughs> but I, I definitely feel I definitely feel like I've just sort of like decided to completely abandon any sort of critical faculty when it comes to reading things that have been tweeted or put online because you just can't understand it that way you can't you can't try to understand it the way you understand any other form of media or any other form of human communication hmm mm-hmm. I mean, like, it helps, you know, because, I, I mean, I often find that, you know, someone someone new ends up being a, a dickhead every, like, you know, 24 hours. And it's really hard to keep track, you know? <laughs> to see, like, to see uh, Frank Langella was kicked off his TV show and they're going to refilm half of it because some accusations came out about him. That <laughs> seems like a lot of work. Just cancel the show. <laughs> I think it's the, I... <laughs> Pull the plug. Fuck it. Gone. Yeah, I don't, I should, you know, so it's easy that way. Like, I like when, if I, if I log on and I see, like, you know, someone prominent has tweeted something, and I think, like, oh, that's good. I know that, like, I don't have to pay any attention to this going forward. Just nothing. <laughs> Just this is easy for me. But for the rest of it, it's like, I don't know how to keep track of this shit, dude. I don't know. People say and do weird shit all the time. Like, someone needs to, like, I need, like, an email list, you know? I need, like, a spreadsheet to get sent around where you just add to it proactively to let me know who needs to be avoided or where I'm not allowed to shop anymore or whatever it is. And it's not like... They have those. Peop- they have those. Well, do that's they? good. I need yeah. to sign up then because I can't. I try and do this research on my. I you log can, in. You can, and there's you a can subscribe to. Tweets. You can subscribe to block lists that are maintained by like lots of different parties and people. It's a huge thing on Twitter. Certainly, um, there are right wing block lists. There are left wing block well, lists. I don't want that one. There are block lists about abortion rights. Or 
against Baniacs in the uh, I just as long I as they've one... got Glinner in there, I'm happy. Yeah, I just I'm need sure one that's like blacklist. <laughs> you, could always, you could always block. consider the like boycott divestment sanctions has lists of companies to avoid the Irish Palestine solidarity campaign things like that. It is uh, it, you, you definitely all, see criticism. Activist of, organizations do that all the time. Like you definitely see people say, Oh, this is this is a proof, you know, of cancel culture or of political correctness, whatever, you know, like oh we can't look at this person, we can't look at this person. There's whole lists of people you shouldn't engage with. But no, they all deserve not to be engaged with. The problem is there's a shocking amount of shit people in the public sphere. But also like, you know too much noise. 90- but also, ninety-eight percent of them like don't ever face any real repercussions anyway. So I mean, you know, cancel culture isn't real. It's not a real. Louis thing. Louis C.K. won a Grammy like last week. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying people get a slap on the. Usually, what happens is someone that has a bunch of money to their name gets a slap on the wrist. They don't make more money for a little while, and then they come back and do the same fucking job again. Mm-hmm. They make as much money as ever. Like the only people that really ever get really fucked over are like the, <laughs> the like the little like online social media villain middlemen. You know, like the Milo Yiannopoulos of the world that get conned into believing that they have financial security forever. And then as soon as they're not useful anymore, uh, are deplatformed and completely lose everything and now I, can't afford security. You know, stuff I like genuinely that. think he is the only legitimate example of, can- of, a, of a cancel culture uh, victim. And even then, I only use a legitimate example to imply he was harshly done by. But I think it's the only person we've successfully killed with cancel culture. Well, it's, it's like loads of people. Like, you know, you look at Gemma Doherty and stuff and, you know, what she results to now. She does live streams in the corner of her bedroom, to, like in the dark to like weird, creepy Irish freaks that like stay up all night listening to her like nonsensical ramblings. Like those are the people that like end up in a spot where it's like, yeah, you're not useful anymore. See you later. But, like, I'm sorry, bigger- my, connection, my connection dropped for a second. Did you say something about a weird, creepy Irish freak? Where am I needed? Gemmardority.com or whatever the fuck her website is. Have you never seen her site? That's all she does. She like sits no, in the corner of her, her bed. Side? She sits on the corner of her bedroom with the the screen, the computer screen lighting her. So it's like basically pitch black except for she has that weird like hue to her face. Oh, just like little, Dan. Yeah, little little headset on just like Dan. But she sits there like just live streaming in the middle of the night. Like, like she's a weirdo she's a freak but those like those are the people that get actually like you know pushed aside it's like okay well we're done with this garbage but like the the other stuff you know regardless of what happens or regardless of what they even say like the joe rogan stuff with, with the the blatant racism like what was the actual repercussion literally nothing <laughs> nothing at all so it's like you know they keep saying cancel culture people love the idea of cancel culture there's people that people on the right would love cancel culture to be a real thing so it'd be like ammo but like it's you know it's the furthest thing from real and i know also there's people on the left that try to like really push for people in in positions of power to get to get pushed out of their out of their position i get that but like it's not it's not a real thing it's and it's silly to think that it's genuinely a real thing i just want to know if like if someone's like a rapist can you let me know so i don't like watch their tv show or whatever like that's all that's all i'd like i just i can't i, I have a full-time job and stuff i really can't keep up with with constant drama i it's too much for me i don't, i don't have it in me anymore <laughs> well, i mean a great many people are interested in policing the barriers <sighs> Yeah, I'd like to. I've just moved over to my bed. We can pivot the podcast to a sleepy time podcast. It already is. Good Lots night. of people. I, I think people people on all ends of the political spectrum and and indeed no end of the political spectrum right in the middle there 
police police speech and police the bounds of what they consider to be decency and are you know do it enthusiastically all the time um it can be apolitical as well it can be purely purely focused on like tone policing even if you don't have any difficulty with or even people agree with what it agree or disagree with what is said uh people are all about policing free speech people aren't as into it as 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 might be might be let on yeah, I mean, I just, I just mean purely the like the after effects of it. You know, very few people ever get pushed aside, and the ones that do are back within twelve months, and they're making more money than ever. You know, so it's you know, you just have well, to. There's also reactionary. There's also a, a distinct reactionary impulse. Um, I mean, that that's what all the talk of cancel culture is anyway. It's a distinct reactionary impulse to rehabilitate people who have been uh, dehabilitated, cancelled. By one's own, by 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 one's political opponents, aka they've done something and they weren't liked to begin with. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> we're we're in agreement. I think it's yeah. all smoke and mirrors. And look, I'm not I'm not against people calling someone out for being a shithead. Like you should be held accountable for stuff. I'm just saying that it's not a real movement. It's not a real thing. You know, Graham Linehan getting booted off Twitter is very very different from cancel culture. Look into it properly, and you can see exactly why they got rid of him. People trying to claim that Graham Linehan's wife leaving him is cancel culture. Yeah, Yeah. like you know, it's not. It wasn't cancel culture that got Graham Linehan. Graham Linehan went on a fucking tirade to destroy all of his personal relationships. (laughs) Who the fuck would let online bleed into their real life? What a weirdo! What a freak! Like, I've, could you Dan, could you imagine turning around to Nuria one night and just being like, yeah, fucking, you know, Tommy669 on Twitter said this to me. Who the fuck cares? What the fuck? <laughs> actually, actually, she, she turns to me and says that. So I, uh, it's, it's, Dan, it's I read up, this earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's breaking up our marriage from the other way around. Yeah. I, just think that, I think that's so funny where it's like they attribute cancel culture to fucking Graham Linehan, but Graham Linehan... <laughs> Is like sitting around, like roaring at his wife, like in these heated arguments about about Twitter users. It's like, dude, <laughs> you need to fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine be having money and being on Twitter, like genuine money. No, I, I think I, it's so funny about uh, all these like super rich celebrities that like out themselves. Like, if I had like, if you gave me twenty million dollars, I would never be on a social media site for the rest of my fucking life. I would wipe everything. I would quit my current job and you would just never hear from me. <laughs> I, I agree. I feel like I'm mostly on social media when I need to fill like time waiting for a bus or something. And I would make it my business to never have to wait for the bus again. I'd always have something else to do rather than yeah, go on if social I, media. If I had a bunch of money, I'd have a fucking hammock in the sun and a book. And <laughs> I, would ne- I would never be on Twitter. What the fuck uh, is that? Or go on Twitter, get in arguments, and then just at the end be like, I have, I'm a millionaire and I live in, on a sunny island. I don't care what you think. Well, that's what I do. I go onto Twitter threads and I, I put something in to piss people off and then I mute it immediately so I can <laughs> let them fight amongst themselves. Just so I'm bored. Sometimes I just see people being arseholes and I'm like, you know what? I guarantee I can ruin their day. And sometimes I go back and they've, like, they've sent like 18 messages. I'm like, nice, got them. Just respond to me. Yeah, I demand it. Oh, people hate it. I made up a new rule a couple of years ago. I haven't, obviously, I, I dropped it recently-ish. But I, I did it, I had a rule in place where I would never respond to anyone if it became the next day. So if someone tweeted at me on Monday and I didn't see it till Tuesday, I am not responding. And people went fucking nuts. There's certain people that try and get your attention online and if you don't give that to them, they go off the fucking deep end. 
crazy behavior like? What I mean, the fuck that, do you care if I won't answer you? I mean, that makes sense for the kind of person who's going to get angry at something online anyway. Is that the easiest way to make them further annoyed is to like essentially make them argue into the void? <laughs> yeah. Well, not even it wasn't even I wasn't even doing it for that reason. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, sorry, dude. It passed midnight. Can't do it. <laughs> These are gremlin rules now, bitch. Can't tweet after midnight. <laughs> now I've become a mog. What was what, what the evil gremlins called? No, the evils yeah. were the gremlins. They were mogwais before that or something. <laughs> oh, I I haven't seen that movie in forever, dude. I can't really remember anymore. I've never seen it. I just am vaguely what? aware of the cultural discussion. I've seen like clips from it. I think I remember seeing a thing where they'd gone bad and the thing that they were doing that was bad was like trashing the kitchen. Uh, well, so that might be Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is a weird movie. We should watch them. We should watch Gremlins and Gremlins 2 and review them on the podcast because they're, they're something. Gremlins 2 especially is a, a different breed of movie. Is that why? Is it Batchet? <laughs> someone kind of looked at gremlins one and went you know what if we're going to do a sequel it should be not this <laughs> and and boy did they succeed because gremlins 2 is a is a uh ooh, it's a different beast it's a <laughs> never seen it. we should okay we will we, we'll we'll figure something out but we'll 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 watch them and, and and do a review for the podcast at some point maybe a bonus episode isn't the, first, isn't the first one based on a roll down novel i think Maybe. It is. no 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 the, the i think there was an episode there was an episode of Twilight Zone based on the Roald Dahl thing, I think, where the gremlins were like uh, little dickheads yes. who fuck up planes. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever remind yourself of something, like something just comes into your head that like, you know, a long distant memory and it just really ruins your day because you thought it was like a figment of your imagination? Yeah. I remembered the other day, and every now and again this happens where I remember that show Father of the Pride. Oh, with John Goodman as the lion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, no, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Father of the Pride is a 3D animated show uh, about lions that had Donkey at one point from Shrek in it playing Donkey. He was like a he was a celebrity, as if like the actual Donkey was like acting in the movie. You mean Chris Rock was in it? No, 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 no. Donkey was in it. <laughs> or no, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was in it, like Donkey. Yeah, but he was Donkey. Like the, he's not. <laughs> there's other characters that appear as themselves, but Donkey was in it as Donkey. Like as if like he walked like off the head of Shrek, like a famous was he donkey. By Eddie Murphy? Uh, yeah, like was he? I can't remember. No, he, he was, and yeah, the best way of conceptualizing it as if like he was an actor, <laughs> like the, the most they had to cast the most famous yeah. donkey in the world to play the most you know prestigious donkey role in cinema, and then they accidentally kidnapped the stand-in donkey instead. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm it's most, the whole thing. The episode I remember is the one where it turns out that the white tigers have an open marriage. And it's just the whole oh, episode yeah. where they're like, weird, they have an open marriage. There's a whole episode as well where um, uh, Kelsey Grammer is in it as Kelsey Grammer, and they keep calling him Frasier, and they make him, um, they make him do psychiatry on the lines. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the show is funnier in concept than it actually is. Like, I, is. I urge everyone to not watch is it. Kelsey, it's is, Kelsey, is Kelsey Grammer like, is, is he walking around as a human form or? He's in a human form, but he's also 3D animated, and he's Kelsey Grammer and uh, Siegfried and Roy are the main human characters, and they keep calling him Fraser. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. didn't this come out like I think like very? It came out very, very soon before um, before the accident with Siegfried and Roy, or one of them was Molly. Uh, I believe so. Also, <laughs> fucking hell! Google it. It looks. So much uglier than I remember. 
I'd rather yeah. not. Oh anyway. my god, there's such a funny fucking picture here of um the of John Goodman's lion with his hand around Donkey as if they're like good friends, as if they like took a picture on the set. <laughs> 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 um, unfortunately, Dan, this is not what I was that what I was actually thinking of. Oh, did we do we have any problems? No, I just I just posted the picture. In the... Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought thing left. <laughs> oh, go on, that's ugly. Um, so this is an actual. That show has thinking. no aesthetic. It looks like it was done as a machinima. Oh, they fucking wish, dude. <laughs> Um, this wasn't actually the show though that I um that I thought of. That's just something that comes into my head regularly. The actual show that came into my head the other day was Tripping the Rift. I've never, never heard of it. that. Never heard okay. of it. Tripping the Rift is basically Is it a manga? No, I wish. Anime, whatever the thing is. No, it is it's another three D show from the early two thousands. Um that came out kind of like kind of probably around just after maybe Futurama ended the first time. Yeah. Um and it had multiple seasons and a movie. Awful, awful show. Basically it was supposed to be like cheeky adult sci-fi for to cover like Futurama. Not not mm. good at all. Um <laughs> really terrible. And I forgot this existed. But it's supposed to be like, you know, like a parody spoof thing of um like Star Trek. But like more Futurama esque, it's 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 something. It's uh, whew. it just came into my head for some reason, and I uh, yeah, I googled it. It has thirty nine episodes and a feature length movie. They fucking the main character is called Chode McBlob. Yeah, yeah, he's the a blobman. G- the general setting is that the space is politically divided between the Confederation and the Dark Clown Empire. Yeah, led by Darth Bobo. Oh, like his love interest is literally ripped straight from Star Wars. Instead of being seven of nine, it's six of nine. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not joking. Like they just—they openly just took it. Like they just stole it. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something, all right. This I've ju- I'm just seeing, looking at videos of it now, and yeah, it's. It's amazing how they really thought that they'd get 3D TV shows done in the early 2000s, and they all looked awful. Yeah. Oh, like, Father of the Pride is like a fucking genius show next to this thing. This thing was a real piece of shit. And this thing had an easier job because it didn't have to fucking model fur. It was just like, it was just make a bunch of spheroids and it'd look fine. But no. Boink. It looks terrible. God. Is this, um, is this an, you know, the, the opportunity to list other fucking weird shows from the early 2000s that we're forgotten I mean, about? <laughs> I mean, they don't have to be weird shows. I just, there's sometimes stuff, stuff comes into my head and I just think, oh. And then I'm just worse off for it. I'm just like, it's like you resurface a memory from childhood and you're like, oh no. Like, I'm, that's glad, like, I'm glad you didn't ask us to come up with some of them. This wasn't a real topic because I've got nothing here. Do you remember the PJs? The, yes. Oh, yes. It was like yeah. a, a, the claymation one. And I, I always yeah. felt like that was like the height of... Uh, of like the shows that you know my my older teenage cousins were allowed to watch and I wasn't. But I, I remember yeah. liking that show as a kid. That was that would have been straight after like the wrong trousers came out and completely revolutionised the concept of claymation and animation for a second there, and then just that there's just the one studio that actually does claymation now at all. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it's <laughs> it's such a time-consuming and like expensive process that I'm not. <laughs> you can't really be too shocked. <laughs> Really popular in the UK for whatever reason. It must have just hit a particular price point for the UK TV market. Yeah, 
because you'd load there were loads of those shows knocking around. I think I think it was partially because um, Ardman, you know, the Wallace and Gromit dudes, essentially created a level of expertise among yeah. a set of artists, and then they could all be like they all could go off and do their own thing and do it. But I yeah. really love seeing like I remember my um, my younger cousin was really like interested in that I was like really taken by I think it was pirates uh, the, 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 that Ardman on pirates and adventure, oh, yeah. whatever. Uh, and they, so she, they, they, they wanted to watch a video of it being made. <laughs> like, fucking immediately, they're like, no, no, I'm fine. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> we move it very gradually, take another, very gradually, take another. <laughs> if you mess up, you fucked up and you have to start again. No thumbprints, right? Not again. Well, apparently, I, I remember reading that um, in Fantastic Mr. Fox, Wes Anderson, like, he kept telling everyone, oh, yeah, we want, you know, the thumb, the movement of the fur and everything and the thumbprints, uh, because that will make it look like a more authentic, like, 1970s show. But everyone was <laughs> like, he, he just doesn't want to fucking do it right, because it would take too long. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, I 100% stop. believe. Who has time for that? Although speaking of Fantastic Mr. Fox, I, I I saw a fucking video of like the rehearsals for the show where you know it's 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 animated or you know it's stop motion. The voice actors don't have to be there, and he yeah. insisted that they all come around and act in a field as if they're foxes and badgers and weasels and everything else. That so, like, is fucking class. excellent. So, I like, hope they also did that for Father of the a, Pride and George Goodman's thing. walking around completely being trained by Siegfried yeah, and Roy. Completely in the nip. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy are whipping him, whipping around his feet so he like jumps through the This is really necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know in, in, in Fantastic Mr. Fox where they like he make like the, one of the jokes is that when the argument gets too heated they start going rah, rah, and like start making rah, 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 rah. They just had George Clooney do that, like in the middle of like a field while not recording him for the thing. All right, George, do your fox noise. It's so plain that neither of you have ever been to an acting class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is exactly right. what everyone does with acting classes. What, okay, Oscar fox? winner. The guys, are, the guys would be fucking loving it. I didn't realize we had Denzel here. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. I refuse to believe Denzel Washington. Some some actors have too much dignity for me ever to believe that they've ever done anything undignified in their lives. I don't know, uh, man. I think because they do I it think, all in acting class. Uh, you give you give anyone you know a, a five hundred thousand dollar check, and I'm pretty sure they can get pretty undignified pretty fast. Yep, That's Colin Farrell's career. Acting, acting boy. Uh huh. Acting. Well, I mean, but also, like, in fairness. If you're if you're doing if if you're there for something you know like if you're there to act in something or you're there to 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 do something like that you kind of gotta just kind of do it even even if it's a little bit miserable you gotta really like just immerse yourself and go from there. Well, you can't phone it in. Then you're unprofessional. So I you're feel like doing it, you just gotta do it. I feel like you essentially have to kill an impulse in you to be an actor. You know the kind of like the self conscious seeing yourself as how you come across impulse because. Otherwise, you can never do it. I think the bank accounts does that. I think <laughs> for a lot of them, they look at their bank account and they go, you know what? I don't need pride. <laughs> All right, yeah, fine. But what about the off-Broadway uh, person suffering because, you know, they're, they're barely making it day-to-day and then they have to do the fox noises on stage? Well, I, think <laughs> they just, I just think they fall in love with being an artist and, you know, eventually my time will come. Or won't. I think 
we abstract the idea of being an artist but if you bring that down to like something very specific like if you're in a comedy it's like okay now you know you're making minimum wage and your job is to walk across the stage and slip on that banana mm. uh, and just go what and fall to the ground i, I feel like I, while you're mid what are you gonna think this is art yeah. I'm, I'm doing this for the culture i mean i think you'd be surprised by how many people like were in essentially speech and drama growing up you know mm. what I mean? And then just get to the point where they, yeah, they still like it when they're 24, you know, yeah. even though they're not six anymore and they just, they just do it. Um, also, like I have, it's fun, I have a whole bunch fun of to engage. Friends. It's fun to engage in play or play-like activities, no matter what age one is at. It's just that many people require other artifices to disguise the fact that what they're really, what they're engaged in is really just still play, whatever it is. Yeah, but really, it, no, it, really no different at all to what goes on in the playground. But then it's the issue that if you're, you know, a, a struggling actor and you're looking for the justification for your career choice, uh-huh. is it any more comforting to tell yourself, "Yeah, I'm the door. This is just play, and I really enjoy doing play." No, and, I think if you're, I think if you're a struggling actor or an mm. actress, or you're a struggling musician or whatever, I think a lot of them just convince themselves that it eventually come back around. Because you always have two types of performers. You have ones that are very clear on like, hey, maybe I'll get a big break, but I probably won't. And so they have some kind of avenue to make a decent wage. And then you have others that like, you know, essentially remain penniless until they eventually give up and go get a real job. Um, because they're always convinced that the thing's going to come around the corner. It's just based on, I don't know, I guess on how much you secretly want it, I suppose. Mm. I don't know. I think any workplace has elements of play involved in the day. Any good workplace, anyway. Like that's office banter is is play in the same way that other things are play. Yeah, I guess so. No, I, office banter is no different, really, to the playground. Less physical, I suppose. But then maybe in your job, in the office, yeah. I'm the bully on the playground. No, oddly enough, my current <laughs> job exists. Pretty much only as uh, the, the only office, the, the office banter and the workplace, and I, on, I only interact with my colleagues through WhatsApp and the occasional phone call. Are you back in the office now? You're done with work from home. I don't have an office. Don't have an office. I'm working. I'm completely working from home. If I'm not, if I'm not at home, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm on scene. But one or the other. Okay. Well, have I'm you not been on, on scene location? Effectively, of- on location, like in court. Um. A bit, and it's supposed to be. There'll probably be more of it next month. But uh, okay, oh, I just I just thought you were out more often lately. I thought you were you were out during the day quite a lot. No, bro, five days a week sitting in my jocks. What are you? <laughs> what are you? His mother? I thought you you could get out more. He's out. Just he's me having the, fucking just me and the cat chilling out he's all having, day. He's having me five doing some typing. He's out doing some chilling. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I've got one, I've got one colleague, one coworker. That's the cat. <laughs> and I have and I have a, I have people who send me messages through the screen. What kind of office banter do you have with the cat? Voice. It's like, hey, puss, what's the going? Are you going out? Are you going to go out? Are you? Are you going out? Are you going in? No, I'm not. The, uh, it's not a day for going out at all, is it, puss? No, I don't think so. Very similar to your last job, then, where you kept asking them, "Hey, puss, are you going outside?" <laughs> okay. Does anyone have a topic? Yeah, basically, are you going? You going for smoke? Come on, I'll come with hey, you. Hey, puss, you going out for another smoke? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> watch! <laughs> Can you do tricks? 
Cats can't do tricks. So and and one time I had to pull the like have I ever had have I ever had to break up a fight at work? No, no, no. No, I've never had to intervene in that sort of regard. I did have to stop um stop the cat killing a bird about three weeks ago out in the back garden in the rain. The cat got soaked. So you know if somebody came into the office like soaked, you'd make a laugh of it. So like it's it was the cat equivalent of being stuck at work, of her being stuck at work with uh you know, wet shoes or something. Oh, don't get me started on that. I've never seen a cat that wet. <laughs> never seen it. Such a soggy moggy. Okay. Wet pussy. <laughs> no, no, stop that. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, had that. Ex- I was going to leave it as an exercise to the listener, Daniel. No, I don't think, I think we, we, we overestimate Matham. <laughs> <laughs> to Listen, the listener, we, Tingler. We spell it out on this podcast. We're not one for beating around the bush. <laughs> 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 anyway, does anyone have a topic before we wrap up for the day? I had one, um, which was prompted by me seeing a bunch of old videos I used to watch about Game of Thrones, which reminded me of how shit Game of Thrones got how quickly. I love so, that last season. Dude. So, what is you know, like the fuck the TV show that you were the most into that you that you just fell out of love with the fastest? Are they like? Yeah, Lost is a great example. I was so into like that mystery, and then like straight away I was like. You know what? Flat out, flat out on Lost Wiki. Not a bother reading it from cover to cover. Not only have I, I don't like the show anymore. I retroactively dislike episodes I previously enjoyed. No, yeah. I still liked it. That's. See, I that's thought it was going to be more like Gilligan's Island. I hoped it would be. Where are the shenanigans? It's There's just hard. not shenanigans in it at all. It's too supernatural. It's hard to answer. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. And most of the TV I've watched have been recent. Like, I watched Breaking Bad, obviously. Um, and obviously I liked Breaking Bad. I didn't really fall out of interest in Breaking Bad. I never watched Walking Dead or anything like that recently. What about The Wire? Did you ever watch The Wire? Nah, I never watched The Wire. Why not? I might give it a shot at some point. I don't know. It's just that it's... I, I, it's, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I think I'd sit down and watch also, The Wire again, like now. I like... Where, I like where do you I like find The, the Wire? Wire? I'm sure Where do you around. find The Wire? Yeah, yeah, like, the fucking thing, like a grown adult. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I uh buy a DVD yeah. box set like a grown adult. Got a fucking CEX. Sex. Okay, fucking get your sponsors out of here. <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit. Those fuckers. <laughs> they uh they refuse to take the the Wii and the Xbox 360 uh because they yeah, the controller terminals are, were corroded. Oh. Games, though. Should just surely they could just take the console and just bundle it with one of the spare controllers they have sitting around. I think I think they gave me some money for it. I'm not sure what, but yeah. Okay. Well, I just I just that seems like an easy solution. Hey, we have a whole bunch of secondhand controllers sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just take one of them and stick it next to the console and say it's a bundle? Like I, that seems like an easy solution. Yeah, yeah I got. I, look, I, I got. I, don't I, got, I, got, I got some. I got some cash, but about probably about not quite as much as I hoped. Business but just hate making on money. The, I don't, I, on I, the on the other hand, I don't care. I just want to rid of the fucking things. Fair. Um, <laughs> I did that with an old bunch of reprinted records recently-ish, <laughs> and uh, well, I say recently-ish was a couple of years ago at this point, but they gave me a bunch of money for those. And uh, jokes <laughs> on them, I would have given them away for quarter of what they gave me <laughs> i just wanted them out of the fucking house well i haven't had a record player i used to have a record player mm-hmm. and i i haven't had one in a while 
and I was holding on to the to the vinyl in like you know mm. maybe in case I pick one up again. But I got to a stage where I was like, you know what? I'm never I'm never gonna like I'm ne- I know I'm never gonna pick one up. So I I might as well just get rid of these. Someone else can have them. Mm. And uh, I checked on my friends, and they weren't interested, or they didn't have a record player. I went, all right, well, sell them. I am. Bye. Well, the last two times at the move house, last time to move house, it took probably four or five trips in the Aris, and I'm trying to get that down to two or three, possibly yeah, hopefully two. Get down to one if you can. Just a little red wagon hooks to the back. I, know, I got some. I got some furniture, so it need to go on the top. But um. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. You getting ready to move again? Is that what this conversation is? No, I wish. Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, TV stuff. Um, sorry, get back to the topic. I, I don't know. There's, there's a few shows I've watched recently. I watch a lot of shows with Aoife just because she has them on. I wouldn't really sit down and watch a show myself. Um, I just, it's not, not really something for, for me that I'm interested in. I might watch a movie or something or a documentary, but I wouldn't really watch a TV show. Um, but I was what? watching Riverdale with Aoife. You just wouldn't sit down and watch a TV show. No, nah, not really. Not especially not on my own. I, it's I, I just tend to kind of watch. We watch shows together, but I just kind of watch whatever. If people are, if a whole bunch of people say something is good, and Eva wants to watch it, we'll check it out. Like we've been watching This Is Us. That's pretty mm. good. Um, you know, it's a it's it's a good comedy drama. It's fine. There's a a couple mm. like weird plot holes. Not even plot holes. There's a couple of um, I guess it would be considered a plot hole. But there's a couple of like times where they forgot like a line they had literally said in the episode before and just kind of as it like I, they must what, have like they did re- the whole re- scene again no 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 <laughs> even worse than that Ma- major lines yeah or they introduce just, themselves and give a new name the second time there's one episode <laughs> where a you get like a flashback of this character as a kid and it shows you that his uh his dad died in the war and it's like, okay, cool. But the problem is, the episode before that, he said that his dad taught him how to play piano. <laughs> Literally the episode before that. And it's like, well, that's a bit weird. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's supposed to be like a stepdad or something. Except in the same episode where his dad dies, or else the one right after that, he says that it was just him and his mother always, and that she never got together with anyone ever again, basically. And it's like, why? Maybe he's how just a fucking liar. This? I don't think that was the intention. I think it was bad writing. <laughs> oh. I think it was just bad writing, and they forgot they wrote it. I wouldn't mind as well, but like the scene where the dad dying doesn't really even add anything. It was really unnecessary. They, <laughs> I guess they just wanted to flesh him out a bit more, but it doesn't add anything. <laughs> I anyway, sort yeah. of unironically love uh, random deaths that have no place in the narrative, you know, don't even make a point about the randomness of death, but just add in, like, a heavy-handed amount of, like, drama. Dan, you and would... gratuitous fucking, violence. You would <laughs> love shows like Neighbours and Home and Away. You... <laughs> someone on that show pisses them off, and they fucking kill them. And they kill them and take them out forever. It's not like... <laughs> It's not like, oh, maybe like we'll work with this actor again in like a year or something like that. No, no, no. They're like, yeah, you know what? You actually have a rare form of uh, penis cancer and uh, your character, his dick falls off and he dies in this scene. And then they're gone. They're out. See ya. Bye. <laughs> and they just send him on their way. <laughs> One guy got shot to death by an arrow. <laughs> bow and arrow. They killed him with a bow and arrow. That's the best way to die. Incredible stuff. But yeah, no, there's nothing really like that. I was watching, uh, I was watching Riverdale with Aoife, um, not from the start. She was watching that before. 
that's I don't know forever ago. I, so I was watching sure. that on and off, and I, I didn't mind it too much. It's a CW show, so it's like whatever. But <laughs> that felt that went downhill real fast, and I really like. I I would be glad to never ever see it again <laughs> in any facet. I guess that's the closest I've got. Well, because like it's interesting. Because like one season is like a whole murder mystery thing. It's like oh that's cool, and then like literally the next season is about like Dungeons and Dragons. But if Dungeons yeah. and Dragons were like like affecting real life it's like oh i don't i don't need this this is bad this is not good <laughs> so yeah. how about yeah how about we don't we don't do this anymore so that was that that's that that one. is that is a hard left turn in terms of plot dan it's not even that the scene after that then becomes like a nancy drew novel <laughs> where like some characters have like an entire personality change just because they need them to for the purpose of the season yeah. And then, not gonna lie, that they did a great. whole alternate, oh, completely unpredictable. Then they did a whole alternate reality thing recently, which is where they really, really, really lost me. And instead of it being, and I'm not joking, instead of it being a case of like, oh, you know, this guy's in like a coma or something, or he's dreaming this, you know, this is all just kind of we, we needed a way to do a few wacky episodes. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what actually happens is, is that it turns out there is an alternate reality version of one of the characters sitting in a basement with a typewriter typing out their entire universe as they go. <laughs> that and... is the greatest plot I've ever heard. That's so uh-huh. bad. So that's, it's genius. It's that's, probably just beyond us. That's Riverdale. I hate it. I can't. <laughs> I can't stress enough that like I really liked the season where it was the murder mystery, and then hated everything else. So I guess that's my answer. My uh, my my brave opinion is that the best version of Riverdale is when randomly in the Simpsons they all drive up, throw Homer out of the car, and say, oh, "Stay out of Riverdale." Stay out of Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking funniest. And it's never mentioned again because there's Archie comics in the Simpsons too, and that means that. There's a real town <laughs> with the comics based off of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's uh, that's a that's a whole universe on its own. <laughs> but that's that's I agree with your opinion. Then that is the best Riverdale thing they've ever done. That's the best Archie comics thing they've ever done. Oh, that jughead. <laughs> Who's played by one of the Sprouse twins? Oh. Who's also like gigantically popular on Instagram, like to the point where like I, because I was saying to Eva one time, we'll wrap up after this, but I was saying to Eva one time, I was like, yeah, you know, he's like really big on Instagram, and I said like, I think I said he had like three million followers or something like that, and I guess I just missed seeing, I, I just I, I completely missed what it was, because let me look it up here, um, <laughs> but I was I was very far off because I was saying to him, I was like, Jesus, he's a lot more popular than I thought, like you know, he has he's a lot he more had, popular like, than I am. <laughs> He has a uh, 36 million followers, hmm. uh, which is uh, not at all what I thought he had. I must have seen 34 and thought it was like 3.4 because <laughs> hmm. I was saying, I was like, yeah, he has like 3 million followers. Like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't realize like this kid was so fucking popular. What, what is, he hasn't done anything. He was in the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> hmm. He played Ross's child in Friends that had like four appearances. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. And, uh, <laughs> I was crazy wrong. He has 36 million. He's extraordinarily popular. Very surprising. I feel like I need some like relativistic idea of what what's a lot in, on Instagram terms. I mean, t- 36 million people is pretty big. I agree with. I believe that, but I mean, over like three million is that is probably a lot. But is it a lot? A lot, or is that like 
I mid think level at last. No, I think like even That's a million on Instagram is pretty is pretty good. No, the people that are like big on Instagram that have like good followings and like they like are yeah. in the several hundred thousand range and that's like a pretty good following you know what i mean and then you have the rock who has like 300 million or whatever it is or something <sighs> fucking insane like you know like the rock has like half of india and half of china following him as you, along with the rest of the world somehow. what's the biggest got- what's the what's the biggest follower social media account owner that you've met in real life go uh <laughs> Fuck, probably I, michael martin <laughs> Um, I okay. So let's let's get a number there. Hang on. So Michal Martin on Twitter or what? I guess I guess Twitter would be his main uh, his main outlet. Yeah. Uh, how many followers does this motherfucker have? Um, uh, 165.7 165.7 followers. More than I expected. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say mine because I was part of a certain gym, and I don't. I don't. I don't want to associate myself. Uh, but like, I'll. I'll read out the. I guess I'll read out the follower number. Give um, us the number. Yeah, he has forty-five million. Oh, he's barely more popular than the fucking Riverdale kid. Fuck you, dude. I can't believe Ben Dunn has that many followers. He's <laughs> a very famous man. I thought it was Jackie Skelly. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Fly Fit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna bear out of that one. What about That's you, from, Steve? Uh, it's probably also me, Paul Martin. Um. Uh, let's see if we can do better than Michal Martin. My brother, my brother met Sebastian. Henry Richard Chambers has six, five. <laughs> no, six because one of them is me. I followed him by accident. My brother uh, met Sebastian Stan, posted it on Instagram, and started getting like <laughs> loads and loads of whatever the Instagram version of retweets is. And people started doing like versions of the picture where he was cut out of it, and it was just Sebastian Stan. <laughs> And they started getting like millions because he's got a weird fan following. 142.2k followers. I, I, someone told me that when I was at a house party uh, at uh, St. Patrick's Day that this Malaysian woman who was at the party had 220,000 followers on, on Instagram, but I don't I don't, can't remember if he showed me or not. <laughs> that's a such a followers weird. That's such a that's such a terrible party conversation. <laughs> But he was just like she's, she's this Indian guy. She's like she's really rich, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to fuck me. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just like maybe maybe she had three hundred thousand. <laughs> Holy shit! <sighs> okay, <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> okay, um, better than that. I- I don't, I don't know. Anton um, Yelchin is dead, but what's uh, Christopher Mintz-Plass? I think it's the biggest celeb. I've, I've talked about this in the podcast before. Don't ask me what episode. I'm not going back in and checking. Uh, oh, sorry. Hold on. Well, okay. If we're doing celebs, <laughs> he says. Well, I just, 
I I thought maybe I'm gonna have a, a saving grace here, um. But I think I I think I uh, was greatly, <laughs> um, greatly overestimating. <sighs> I think it's still I think it's still probably the gym <laughs> guy. Now that I think about it, two hundred fifty-eight thousand followers for Christmas Plus. Not a bother on. Let's see what he's got on Twitter. That's yeah. Okay. Christmas. Okay. Plus. So on. On Instagram and Twitter, uh, that person is zero. So <laughs> um, it's uh, it's still unfortunately the gym guy, and I'm still gonna I'm still gonna step away from that one. My bad, my bad. I thought I could interrupt. Christopher Mins Plus is bigger on Instagram than he is on Twitter, uh, so can't do any better. Than, I can't. I, I've got, I'm even got a raise in two hundred fifty-eight thousand. No, I think you ended. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can do better than that. I'm sure, I met somebody more famous. I just. Can't think who. Can't think who. Mm. I mean, I met like I've met like a bunch of WWE guys and stuff in the past, but like they're not, you know, anywhere close to <laughs> the previous who's, one. Who's the Who's the biggest WWE guy you've met? Well, physically, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> How many Big does man. Kane have? Uh, uh, I'll look it up now. But also, he's a bit of a freak, so we probably shouldn't. He has one hundred thirty-seven thousand. He's all? just shy of one thirty-eight. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's like a fucking. He's like a mayor. So no, no one wants to follow a mayor. <laughs> but he was fucking Kane. Right, <laughs> but also like he's not Kane anymore. Now he's just a mayor. So it's like okay. I, ah, my I, name's Glenn Thomas Jacobs. Daniel Bryan's probably pretty uh, pretty big. Here he is, Brian Danielson. Oh, he has three point two million. Um, you know, still about 15 times less than the person that I would have had to mention, but I'll say that. Daniel Bryan's pretty good. 3.2 million. That's good. <laughs> he was a nice guy. Sick. Okay. Hey, we got a, we got a winner then. It's when he had his big bushy beard. My beard is still nicer, but that's okay. You know, you don't have to have the nicest I, beard. Second nicest is pretty good. Can't think of any other actual celebrities I've ever met. Um, I mean, in fairness, like, it's, it's you know... The closest I've ever come to uh, real Hollywood royalty was that one time when I saw Donald Sutherland. I was really curious which Donald you were going for. I know. I was really worried. I was like, please say duck. Please say duck. Please say duck. Glover, 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 Glover. <laughs> I saw Donald Sutherland once. Oh, cool. He point at you and in Dublin. No, he was going into the Kildare Street Club. Ooh, kinky outfits. Yeah, Do you know how many followers Donald Sutherland apparently has on a bear of Instagram? Is this actually I'm him not... or if like some fucking fake Donald Sutherland? Fan I think it's, it has to be a fake. Yeah, it's def that's definitely. Uh, I'm going to say nineteen thousand. No, that's it's, it's seventy-two. A it's a fake. That's fine. I was, I was just curious. To know what he it doesn't, was. Does he have any social media? I'm getting desperate here. Donnie uh, Sutherland. Not. Is he very The only old actor I know who has no. social media is Anthony Hopkins. Oh, and James Caan. No, I don't uh, Donald Sutherland has a Twitter. For it, the celebrity the celebrity meetings thing though is a bit of an odd one. Like when we were in um we were in LA and Vegas, I passed by a million different UFC fighters that I'm like a big fan of and I just wasn't in the right place at the right time but I was in the fucking right place at the right time I just didn't know they were there <laughs> which is really annoying I would have loved to have said hello 
like we were in a, we were on the boardwalk, Santa Monica boardwalk, and um, what I didn't know was that literally at the same time we were there, um, former UFC featherweight champion Max Holloway was also there. Mm. And I just like I have no idea. I'm just on the boardwalk enjoying my day. There's a million people there. Like you don't you know you don't notice them, so I completely missed them. We were out having drinks one night, and Tyron Woodley, uh, former welterweight champion, was was there. Mm. <laughs> completely missed him. Uh, missed a whole bunch of different fighters that were around for the Tyson Fury fight that weekend. And then yeah. on the way home, because of the way the LA airport is set up, as we were going through one side of the airport, former middleweight champion. Michael Bisping was on the other fucking side, so there was no way to actually get over or say hello to him. I was like, Mother, he's like literally an inch from me, and I cannot, I cannot actually say anything. Like, I can't say hello because, because of the way this is set up. That was a real bummer. Mm. I was planning to secretly jump on each one of their backs as they weren't looking and choke them out, and then I was going to steal their actual belt they were wearing and just take it home. <laughs> yeah, it might not be the UFC belt, but it is Gucci, and it is mine now. Okay, with that, we should probably wrap up tonight. I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. I am Daniel Purcell. This is, of course, oh, been episode oh. 49 of Morning Brew. Make sure that you share the podcast with your friends. You can share it on all different socials. You can like it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter Friend. and, and uh, Spotify and iTunes and all the rest. Every time it is liked on iTunes, it does actually catapult us up the ratings. At one point, without a single penny of any kind of advertising budget, we were in the top 30 of all of Ireland. Um, so, you know, everyone always thinks that, that when people say stuff like that, it is just, um, you know, some kind of tagline, but it does tremendously help the show out. It skyrockets it up certain ratings and then it gets us heard by a lot more people. So make sure you do that whenever you please. And uh, see you later. Bye. I love you. <laughs>